Welcome to Bloody Good Horror. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bloody Good Horror. My name's Eric, and I'll be your host for this evening, where we will be discussing uh, something about lambs. The other lamb, is that what it's called? Yes. Nailed it. Not the first lamb. Nailed it. (laughs) Joining me tonight, first up from Richmond, Virginia. Quick check tonight, is there snow where there's not supposed to be snow? Caitlin. (laughs) There might be ice coming in. All right. The world's a hellscape out there. Next up from Maryland... I think they get snow wherever you are, unless there's some kind of like uh, rich people biodome situation there that I don't it's know about. It's a bubble, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, John, welcome to the show. Hey. Next How are up you? from the land of lots of snow, uh, Joe. It's There's supposed yeah. to be snow where you are. It's just, it's out of hand. Yeah. Like the, uh, the, the piles of snow that I've shoveled are now taller than me. Um, on the side Can of my I driveway. check in with you on your thing? You repeat constantly about how much you just love shoveling snow manually. Is, oh, do we still, still feel that way? Still, yeah. yeah, 100%, hands down. I'm all for it. I got up at 5 a.m. yesterday or, or Monday, bundled up, got out there. Love it. It's the lawn mowing of the winter. All I'm saying is, Joe, you know like a certain percentage of people die every year from heart attacks while shoveling snow, mm-hmm. right? Like, Yeah, because those people are weak and feeble. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I mean, Joe's kind of counting on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know these people personally, but like, take me I'm away. Sorry if your loved one is one of them, but I am better than them. Okay. Got it. <laughs> take me away, Snow. Last up tonight's from Indiana. Casey, what's your weather situation right now? Dookie. Yeah. It's the same as Joe's. It's a lot of snow and ice and coldness. It's just kind of normal here in, in uh, the Northeast. Just kind of regular amount of snow and rain and cold for this time of year but i understand have you had like multiple snowstorms because we've had like three in the last month which has really been the problem all all the ones that you've had up to to this point this year i think we've only gotten a couple a couple inches at a time this last one was a bit we got all of it but because this last one wasn't even like half as bad as the one we got before this one oh really yeah, I mean, it's a hellscape here, but, well, you know. <laughs> shout out to, to we have uh, a bunch of Slack people in Texas who are just getting the worst of it right now. So shout out to all you guys without power and internet if you're somehow hearing this. Solidarity. God, I hope you're not. Like, I hope you're not, like, in the middle of, like, a power outage and also listening to us talk yeah. about this movie. <laughs> what else are you going to do, Joe? That's the point. Just survival is all there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, you know. <laughs> like what a double kick in the pants not to spoil it but like if you don't have power for three days in like zero degree okay. weather and yeah. you watch this movie <laughs> <laughs> I mean Joe it's possible the last movie some of these people watched was this so they could uh, listen along oh dear god yeah. well, that's, it's, John how do you feel I, about being responsible for that last ever Just, <laughs> there it is well listen. we're creeping up on the anniversary right like we found the um the like chat of when we discussed yep. going to see the hunt in the theater. 
And like, imagine like that movie was fine, but like, imagine if like that was the last thing I saw before it's I could Joe's tweet, COVID. like twelve twenty three p.m. I refuse to die for the hunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think I'm, I'm willing to go down. And then the conversation one. goes on. And an hour later, I'm like, I, I can't see my work sending us home. Like, I don't, oh, I literally yeah. haven't been there in a year. So that's cool. Yeah. There's, I made that one comment. Like, I can't imagine working from home. Like, cause there's a one year old running around. You said you'll go myself. crazy. You'll kill. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good times. And now turns out. You know out what it was, Joe? I don't, I know crazy. not all of you guys have played the fallout series, but it's just like reading that text thread was like in fallout. When you stumble across an abandoned cabin and there's like a skeleton sitting at a computer and you like knock the skeleton out of the way and like get onto their diary entries, like that's what it read. Like someone died here and (laughs) now I'm going to like dig up the clues and find out what happened. It it was very sort of eerie because there was a lot of discussion just around like, well, you know, I'm sure they'll open stuff back up soon. Sweet, sweet summer children. Anyway, Joe, speaking of one year into the pandemic... What are we drinking tonight? Beer guts. Oh wow! Um, the the other lamb. Uh, I want to say Kimmy Schmidt prequel. I think is like the origin story of the uh, the cult that takes place in the Kimmy Schmidt world. Um, What's his name? Like Pastor Dennis or so? What do they call him? I, I forget. Yeah, I, yeah, I forget too. <laughs> but, yeah, it works. Um, but anyway, so it, it just follows. Uh, I don't know a band of just ragtag travelers on a, a trip across country, um, and in honor, I guess it, honor probably isn't the right word. I picked a beer from the good folks at Almanac Beer Company. That's all the way out in uh, Alameda, California. Um, which I don't believe I've ever been to, but I picked their beer, Base Camp Imperial Pilsner, John. Oh, good job, dude. Yeah. Thanks, man. Actually, short story. I really wanted to use this beer called What I Did on My Summer Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> but it turns it's out that really I actually summer? used it for another yeah. uh, another episode. But I, there was Leslie no, and I there was no like and, uh, patriarchal sex cult lager or anything out there. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there is, but uh, so anyway, Almanac Beer Company out in California, Base Camp Imperial Pilsner. I don't think I've done a ton of Pilsner, but they're a lager, uh, a little bit more on like sort of the crisper side. Like I think your Budweiser would be considered a Pilsner, if I remember correctly. But you know, your Stella Artois, if mm. you will. Um, so definitely like light, a little more refreshing. This one, they use a decent amount of hop, so it does have a little bit of a bite to it, but still definitely more on like sort of the refreshing side. Uh, they call it Imperial because it is like 6.5% alcohol, which is pretty high for for this style of beer. But it, it's, I don't know, I most Imperials would, would get up there a little higher than this. So I think, you know, you could still drink six or seven of these and, and feel fine. Um Almanac, full disclosure, I, I've only had a couple of other beers, but everything I've really enjoyed. But, um, you know, for all intents and purposes, I think they're doing great stuff. Um, and you should definitely check this one out if you can get your hands on it. I'm sure they'll yeah. be happy to get your encouragement, Joe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I can imagine they're listening right now. Right. Um, what's their almanacbeer.com, I believe, is their website. And, uh, yeah, good, good people, you know? Love it. All right. Thank you for that, Joe. Let's do it. Let's take a quick break and review The Other Lamb. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. 
Welcome to primetime, John Schnars. Mm. It's, the, it's the only time. It's the time I operate, I guess. You're the <laughs> Dion Sanders of this crew, wouldn't you say, John? <laughs> yeah, two positions, multiple sports. You got it. You know, offense yep. and defense. Right. You know, it's I know it's winter right now, but you have strong dad who just raked leaves vibes going on right now. Mm. Just want you to know that. Like Yeah. I was hauling wood earlier today because I wanted to get the wood inside Are before you? the weather. You trying to get me all hot and bothered, nurse? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I, I love wood. a good fire. I like a good fireplace fire. So bet you do. Gotta keep hair. the wood, the wood box, yeah, stocked. Cool. Just keep saying all these words. All right, John. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> John. <laughs> John, please bring us John. the word of the day. John, what exactly are we referring to when you say wood box? That's, that's a euphemism. That's what right? it's called. No, I'm pretty sure that is a. I didn't, I didn't look this up, but I think. in wood it. to the wood box. Yeah. Uh, today's word, Eric. Polygyny. Mm-hmm. That's P O L Y G Y N Y. A lot of Y's. Polygyny. Okay. Uh, so, polygyny, uh, it maybe, if you would, if you read it, you would kind of see this, but it is a. It's poly- it is polygamy in which a man has more than one wife. So this is like Wait. a sub. Oh, so it's like this is like polygamy. a genus and species kind of thing. Correct. Like so overall, the, yeah. this is bigamy. No, it's polygamy. But the specific kind of polygamy is what the Correct. word that you are saying. And just for your edification, the mm-hmm. opposite or the the version where one woman has many husbands, polyandry. Oh, okay. Mm. I mean, that's a baller mm. move. Can we do? It's, look you at, know, can we do a movie about that? Great work if you can get it. I guess. Um, <laughs> comes to us. I mean, you can probably guess poly, meaning many. And then they say the Greek word G U N E, gene, gain. I don't know, but you know, it it, it, it a lot of words that uh, we're familiar with. Got it. Similar. <laughs> I'm not going to go into it any further. Yeah. You may have phoned this one in, John. <laughs> no, come on. Hold on. That's a good I, one. A good word. I will be very good honest. word, but you took like a little bit of a nosedive the moment you started talking yeah, about it. Yeah, you, you got to keep the energy up the whole way, John. We're not just phoning in the end here. Like, right. I'll be very honest. I looked up Shepard and uh, I passed because I felt like I was too too easy, too light. I'm oh, sure you've used it before, too. You did more work than the writers of this movie. Well, oh. <laughs> Anyone else think this? Writer. Anyone else think this dude's hair kind of made him look like Splinter? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. You mean? I mean the rat. I mean the animal rat. rat. I was about to say he's a little oh, more Casey, Casey Jones. Jones yeah, I think. from yeah. the movie Elias. Uh, Elias. Yeah, Codius. Yeah, or whatever. Codius. Yeah. Oh, let's get up a little bit. The guy is from. Uh, did anyone watch the flight attendant with the? Uh, yeah, he's. I watched like the first two episodes. Not that I'm. I want you to make fun of me, Joe, but he also was on. He was a fairly long-running character on Game of Thrones. I yeah. saw that, yeah. yeah. And that, I mean, that made based on how boring this was, that made sense. <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> All right, Schnars. Step out of the wood box and tell us Oof. about the other lamb. Uh, the other lamb. Like, is um, it just a cardboard box that you put wood in, John? <laughs> no, it's like, a, it's like a spot in the wall. It's, you know, it's... 
In our house, it's like a stone hole your, in the wall. Your wood hole. It's a wood hole. Yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. You got it. <laughs> you, you just jam it in there, Joe. <laughs> you, know? so, you really don't. Right. Uh, <laughs> sometimes you got to really, you know, if it's not fitting. But <laughs> I'll stop. <laughs> if it's not fitting, John, you might be in the wrong place. <laughs> Uh, Joe, I, there's a lot. Happy of Women in Horror Month, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we got T-shirts. <laughs> uh, so, Caitlin, this is Women in Horror Month, and uh, this film, directed by female director Malgorzata, and her last name. I actually would like Joe to look this up and pronounce because she is Polish. Uh, I believe it's Zumowska. Zumowska. Um, yeah, so I was not familiar with her. She's done a bunch of work. It looks like primarily in in Poland or in Polish. Uh, I I was trying to look to see if any of the other ones were like originally in English language or if this was her first. But um, the writer here is another woman, C.S. McCullen, um, who's who's written. She's actually done some acting. She's done some writing. Um, she's kind of been in you know a bunch of different roles. Um, but yeah, uh, the story here, somewhat straightforward, uh, as we've sort of been alluding to. We have Shepard. Um, I think he is given another name at some point, but at IMDb, he's Michael. just credited. Yeah, she, some one of yeah. them uses his, his given name, and uh, he, he doesn't love that. Um, Shepard has a flock of women. Um, it's, I would say, like 15 to 20 um, ranging in age from like toddlers or children all the way up through, um, let's say like fifties ish. Um, he, uh, and, and, you know, from, we kind of meet these folks in the middle, but like, they should point out too, it's modern times, but it's, yeah. well, or maybe like the seventies, I got the vibe from the cars maybe or something, but very like anachronistic, um, like their little society is very like, there's no electricity. Yeah, it's all like living off the land kind of stuff. Well, I was going to say, I mean, that's left to like somewhat intentionally vague, vague I would say yes. in the beginning, but it is clear that they're living in sort of like run down, like abandoned RVs or something or like campers. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so it is somewhat ambiguous in terms of time. And frankly, like it almost like doesn't matter for most of the film. I mean, there is periods where the modern world intrudes but but effectively it's it's this pol polygynous cult polygamous cult i guess we can go back to the easier word um with this guy uh and what we see is that there's actually multiple generations because some of the older women now that he calls them wives um the the sort of like middle like teenage and younger women he calls daughters um but the daughters graduate into being wives um just cool normal stuff it's, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, like if you're running a polygamous cult, like I, you know, mm -hmm. it's, um, are you yeah, saying you stand by the hierarchy, John? <laughs> uh, John. You would, I'm going <laughs> to defend or, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess, um, the main character here is this one. This Will woman. you condemn the main, uh, <laughs> character in this movie, John? That's the question. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> he did some stuff wrong. Listen, I'm just asking some All questions, right. okay? <laughs> yeah. I just there's a lot of people out there saying things, and I think we just got to yeah. get to the bottom of it. That's all. No, there, look, mm. he made some terrible mistakes. It's like we're all admitted, <laughs> and just go from there. But um, what do you so, think those mistakes are, John? So, I'm curious. <laughs> so the main character. Let's just let's just get to the the, 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 the outline here, Joe. Sella is the main character. She is she's a daughter. She's like seventeen something, eighteen. Um, she's she's on the verge of becoming a wife. Um, and, and it's, she's both having her like, um, pubescent, uh, moment, and, but also Spring like bring awakening John is the, yeah, the term. Yeah. But she, I mean, but she's also like, her eyes are somewhat opening to sort of like how fucked up the, the world she's living in is. And, and so, um, I mean, that's kind of the setup. I like the, what I'd say there's one insight, one other main inciting event, which is the the shepherd is visited by police officers. So this is like the first time that we see like, oh, this isn't some like random ambiguous dystopian time or anything like they are living effectively in the modern world. The cops come. It's unclear what exactly is said in, but he he perceives it as a threat to his, you know. Uh, I so I had headphones free. on and what you make out really clearly is you, you have to go, you can't stay here. And that's about all you make out. Gotcha. So it's, it's like a warning yes. from one of the police to him. Oh, yeah. And it didn't sound particularly hostile. It was just kind of like, you got to go, bro. Sorry. Yeah. So, so he basically makes these women leave and the rest of the film is effectively like a travel. It's like Lord of the Rings, but nine hours longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they are walking across <laughs> like a very deserted landscape. I mean, that was like one of the things that was strange. Like, where are we? You know what it looked like? It looked like when you see, it looked like game of Thrones, when you see these like huge Scottish, like lowlands or whatever, where it's just nothing but like scrub for miles. Like that's kind of what it looked like, but it was very desolate and like dead looking. It was filmed in Ireland is my understanding. Boom. So yeah, I mean, there's, it's, I know they're different, but on point. (laughs) Somewhere. It's another country it's somewhere in the same, in the same area compared to where yeah. I'm sitting now. The fog profiles very similar. Exactly. Mm. Similar fog <laughs> profiles. That's right. Brexit. All right. Let's let's uh let's let's move this train along here. Caitlin, what do you think of the other lamb? I was talking with Casey uh, before we got started about how I feel like this movie was set up for me to like it, but it just felt pandering at the end. It's like you know that I like all these things, but <laughs> just didn't come together for me. Um they really hit on all sort of the patriarchal dystopian tropes, but in a really heavy handed way. I think in the email, I said that I would have bingo forwards, backwards and diagonally. It's just the flock and the shepherd and really, really ham fisted um, stark moments of symbolism on the screen that you really hit over the head with. Um, I don't know. I feel like I was primed to like a movie like this, but I really just didn't really didn't get into it, especially the first half. Um, I did like the second part where it picked up and they were traveling and more character development happened. The plot moved along and we, we, you know, we actually got to see some action. Um, And I think that it it wrapped up in a way that was satisfying, Uh, but it definitely, I don't know, like I said, just felt a little pandering. Uh, Wasn't, wasn't my favorite. Um, I did. I did like that. We got some really significant, menstrual stuff (laughs) Mm. Um, funny i wrote down the same note yeah great (laughs) we have an actual red tent in this um red tent being where 
women in biblical times and anthropologically sometimes in history were made to go to write out their period. Um, very, very confusing though, because I would imagine that this happens every 28 days for these women and they're unclean and get shouted at and right. sort of sequestered every 28 days. I, it was a little bizarre. Well, it was unclear <laughs> if it was like just because it was her first, but yeah, I, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, because the there's mechanics a, were left on. Well, who? Okay, but in the beginning, there's another woman in the tent. I, mm-hmm. but you, I, I couldn't, I can't remember if she was young or just like adult age. Like I can't remember. She was fasting for her penance for her sin, which I, I thought she was on her period, and she was just joined by the. We have another character that's sort of a uh, like the fallen wife, we'll say, and um, she was really cool, and I liked her a lot. Her, She's like her the shaman of periods, basically. <laughs> Mm. That's my Twitter bio. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it was set up to be just uh, more than it was. It was a little heavy-handed for me. Casey? Uh, I can see that. It's interesting hearing Caitlin say that it felt pandering. I could say, I could see why she says it feels pandering. And I would say for me, since I wasn't the one that they were they might've been pandering too. It just seemed like it was pretty over the top and heavy handed. So, which I think kind of lines up just from the different point points of view. This movie is bleak though, man, this, uh, it, there's, they really club you over the head with the patriarchal stuff in this. And I can see where that would probably after a while feel like it's getting a little too much, but at the same time, there's parts of this movie. I really dug. I kind of zoned out in the middle of it. There's a long stretch in the middle, lots of walking, it's it wasn't you know you just kind of lose out on but then they got good stuff in the beginning that's sucking you in they've got good stuff at the end that's sucking you in and the characters i think are all pretty strong for our main characters anyways some of the side characters obviously not but Salah, our main girl shepherd the fallen wife like uh, caitlin was talking about that's kind of there that's about that's allowing Salah to bounce ideas off of her and stuff like that and come to this realization those aspects of the movie I thought were really tight and really good. So the character development of it and whatnot. Joe, and I can't wait to hear the story told. I don't like the way you say sucks you in um, like over and over again. Uh, so <laughs> I think much like Caitlin, like on paper, this sounded right up my alley and I was actually pretty excited to watch it. Um, Full disclosure, the wife and I put it on while we were killing time before um, Temptation Island started, and we had just taken uh, gummies. So we were already like on not a great trajectory with, with this movie. But Joe, question. Is this related? Because yeah. I watched the OG Temptation Island in like 2001. Yeah. Is this like a offshoot or like an update? It's, yeah, pretty much the same thing. Wild. Carry on. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I think much like Caitlin too, like it just didn't land for me. There's, you know, it's visually well done, I think. And, you know, I think there's a good story in here if it's trimmed down a bit, but, you know, and maybe it was my state of mind. Maybe it's just everything going on with like the winter blues right now, but there's just a lot of slow panning shots and a lot of just like, like staring at like unmoving frames. I think at one point, Leslie, my wife even said like these like single shots are the ones that are going to break me this winter. (laughs) (laughs) She loved the zoom. Do you guys notice how many zoom? She did. 
there was a lot. I am kind of a, a I'm kind of a slut for slow zooms. The thing is, Joe, like Me too, but you're to what you're saying, I think is kind of a larger problem with the movie is like it's like a 90 minute first act. Yeah, it's like too exactly. much establishing, so, too much setup, and then it's like when it's time to tell us where it's going, it's kind of like okay, because there are like nuggets of interesting things here, right? Like when uh, the main character starts to sort of unravel and you know understand that like maybe this prophet that they're following isn't the best guy. Like it does get interesting, but then we go back to like twenty minutes of just walking and and slow shots, um, and you know the the payoff honestly isn't even that great either um so yeah overall it just it didn't land for me we can talk about it i just don't think the payoff is earned and i think the biggest problem is that we're we're not given enough about where the other women are at and it's like except early on in the movie when they all seem completely just in and indoctrinated and like yeah like so like a couple of really bad things happen that kind of expose him a little bit and they're exhausted and shit but like when the turn happens, like I, ha- I didn't really see much from the other women to like show me where it was going. And then I feel like it's, it's shown in a clipped dream sequence and then we don't see it again. Uh, when you see it the first time, like it's to me seemed so like not realistic based on what I had seen that I didn't realize it was real. So then you kind of, to me, loses the punch. We can get to well, the ending. I yeah, guess, I was going to say, we should come back to that. Cause so I he- didn't, read that dream sequence as like an uh i read it as like predictive of the future but not i didn't anticipate or i, I didn't read that as like that's what actually happened because I, I don't think it's yeah, i don't think i just I. don't think it's done very well well but yeah. he's i mean he is at the end like uh, do they show him again yeah, i think yes. they, they do yeah, yeah they the show shot what is he the looks cops like finding him yeah so like we'll let's, right, let's we'll, wait let's on the end back. Largely no, though, like the end of the movie right now. Largely though, he, so here's the thing that I think you guys are royally pointing out a lot of the um, plot issues. What I will say, just to like say some good things about this movie, it looks fantastic. Like I really think that this director has a kind of painterly eye, and she these landscapes in general, especially once they get on to, into this open country, are just really visually striking. I mean, it's why you want to shoot in a place like this, right? Um, there are like. I like the visual contrast of the different colored robes against this like gray backdrop and like all that stuff I think is really well done. And there's, I think the cast is really great. I like all the main characters. I like the chemistry. I think that um, where it falls short for me is just like, I feel like it again, like I really just came out of feeling like I just watched a 90 minute first act. It's like, there's not a lot of transition from act to act to me. from a character perspective, like, yes, the story changes, but like, I don't see a much of a character journey. Like even that girl, it's like the switch flips instead of seeing it go like this to me in a way, which is not going to help hand motion. Anybody listening, but so um, I, um, this movie also is like, there's way too many scenes of this dude sticking his hand in other, in someone else's mouth. Like this is a thing with me. <laughs> that like, was at least listen, like a choice. First of all, like they were doing you ever, something. Are there. you familiar with the wrestler Mick Foley, John? Cause that's yes. his finishing maneuver that he's oh, doing right Eric, there. Eric, did you know that Mick Foley is, I'm not even kidding. From Richmond. Tori Amos fan. Oh, 
amazing. I follow him on Twitter. I would actually buy that. He seems like a, a real renaissance man. But um, I had to bring it back. Listen, just Welcome don't, back to even in a loving podcast. situation, <laughs> even in a loving situation, don't put your hands in people's, like your hand, that's gross. Like, no Is it a loving situation? Like, it's I don't not. Think that's that's my point. Is. It's awful <laughs> here. When the gagging starts, the right. loving stops. What I'm John. saying this is, is yeah. what I'm saying is it's awful here, but there's no place where it's good. I just, that has nothing to do with this movie. It's just a thing I wanted to make sure I said. Um, uh, it was I pretty kink shamey there, Joe. I did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, in this situation, I, I want to clarify. Because in other situations, maybe the gagging is loving. I don't know. Yeah. If, if you're it's just what you're doing into, it that's one fine. person, then okay. I'm okay with it. But when you're doing it to multiple people, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh. That's a pattern. Again, John, I don't judge. My, I'm just my, my point being, I think there's a lot of visual flair to this movie. I really don't think any of it comes together. And I think they kind of don't stick the landing on the ending, which could have, to me... Was that, look at listen like I here's my one thing I wrote in my original email. It's like a little too fart housey for me. It's like a little too navel gazy, <laughs> and it doesn't get to its point. I feel like fast enough or in a in enough of a clear manner. Uh, it's kind of how I felt. Did you want me to say how I felt about it? Sure. Or? Okay. Um, oh, you're so put upon, John. Sorry. I agree. I agree with Eric. No, I I um. For me, it was it was too straightforward. Like you knew where this movie was going to end five minutes in, and it doesn't even really take any twists. The thing, because I actually would say I generally was like okay, like I was probably on the higher end of the group in terms of enjoying this. Um, the thing I would say I like the best about it, and this is going to sound weird, you all can whatever make jokes about it, but it's like a it felt like a realistic, like it was a naturalistic portrayal of this type of culture or like society like yes. and i don't say that in like a positive way i'm just no. saying like that's fair like the, it did. no yeah, the most I, the most interesting would, part is the hierarchy and and see because she does do i think a pretty good job of laying that out and the way that there's kind of a because of the indoctrination like the women put their own social pressure pressure on each other right like he only does so much work and then they sort of once yeah. they're indoctrinated can continue the cycle or whatever yeah. I mean, and look like that stuff's done better and more interestingly in, in other places and other movies. Like, so there's not a ton that's super duper original here, but I, I guess I would, I would agree pretty strongly with Eric that like the movie looks good. I actually, I would say I was like less excited about some of the acting. I mean, not that it was like terrible, but I didn't think the main character was like, I, I don't know how much of it was her or just the script. Um, so like I, I'll give the actress that, but, um, I don't know. So yeah, like this held my attention. Like it, I got through the movie pretty easily, but it, there are times, there were times where they were walking or there was like a real slow zoom. And I was like, ah, I could check the basketball scores. No, I was hard for me. The walking was the interesting part. I feel like, you know, that that's where some of the most brutal action happened. It is interesting Just in that part. Like that brutal? And I think there's too much walking, but it is interesting in that part to see how, and this is where a thing that I think works really well is you see, you see like hit, because part of like these people, I feel like who become cult leaders like this, it's like extreme control over their own emotions. Like if you're ever, if you're like that good at manipulating other people, it's partly because you can feel nothing while you're doing it. But what we oh, see yeah. is like, they're just walking for days and days and days. And he, he is kind of like breaking in his own way. Um, or he's just getting, 
his ability to act cool under pressure is cracking and that's sort of cracking the whole dynamic of the group. And I think that that part is pretty interesting. Like to see him lose his like cool. It leads yeah. to well, some I of the more he, fucked up scenes in the movie too. Like, I think he's starting to realize that like this flock that he's put together is now starting to turn against him also, because right. I mean, we don't really get like a full idea of how long this journey is, but it seems, it seems pretty long. grueling. Yeah. And like he didn't even know where they were going, did he? Yeah, I was gonna I, say it doesn't seem like he knew. I don't think so because it's definitely like, and we're not spoiling anything, but like they get to a point where he's like, what does he call it, like paradise or something? Eden. And you can kind of see like the group walk over and like look, and it's like, no, this is just a fucking lake, buddy. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Well, everyone's like, real broken by that scene too, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that was what was so great, like with that fallen wife character and listen to her talk to Salah and kind of confirm her thoughts and everything just to feel how far she was broken and then seeing those scenes where you see where she's still going to go along with it because like there was a scene where she was talking to Salah somewhere in the middle there and she was talking about where else am I going to go I've been here so long I don't know how to do it on my own anymore is essentially what she was saying yeah. it's that part of the writing that was like the most heartbreaking of it to see how this stuff and the most horrific right that was like one of my biggest gripes with with sort of the narrative structure is like that character is a really interesting character yeah. it has some of the most interesting moments in the movie um but it's sort of undercut by how easily she walks away and like obviously it's not like she just like up and leaves like there's like the but there's no resistance from him to her leaving. I mean, or he doesn't, no. he doesn't have such a tight grip that he's like watching her 24. So like she just, she literally just walks away. with well, a and yeah. Like, yeah. There's an inciting like, event there that. Sure. I mean, part of like, me almost I, wondered, did he like, did she like refuse to let him do it to the baby? And he just went cool. Take like, bye. Cause I don't know. Like the ease of which, with which she left seemed surprising. To me. Well, I got the my impression thought, he was just leaving the baby. Right. Sorry to cut you yeah, off. Yeah. Caitlin. No, and, uh, my thought was that they're probably just going to die. Like, if I, you know, if this cult leader shepherd guy is probably like, well, you know, they can leave, but they're probably just going to die on the trek back anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I think that was my question. Like, where the fuck is she going? Like, and again, oh, like, we don't really have a good idea as far as like where they are or like, you know, I, I don't know. She could be like half a mile from like a busy highway, but. Well, there were roads. Like, this is the other. Th there's there's a lot of stuff that happens, particularly, I would say, like, sort of toward the end of the first act and then, like, through the second act that is uh, fantastical is in the right way. It's it's, But it's, like, it's unclear if it's happening in reality or if it's happening in sort of uh, Sella's head. Like, there's obviously this moment where she sees a car driving by and imagines herself in the car. But, like, my read on that was, like, there actually was a car driving by. And like she was sort of yeah. having a moment of imagining the life of someone who's in that car. Oh, Wait, was, see, I thought she was having a flashback of her like pre joining Abduction. the cult. Yeah. Yeah. I think she was born into the cult. Yeah. But yeah, I then they kind of lead you to believe Listen, they were born yeah. in. This, yeah, you're this right. stuff is, Jesus. in my opinion, confusing, doesn't add to the overall narrative, and is not done very well. Because see, I five of us have different. I felt like that surrealist part was, you know, one of the more interesting sort of peaks of the. Right. But I guess track. like my problem with it is that it wasn't clear to me it was surrealist. Like I legit mm -hmm. thought it was, she just had a twin sister. And then the rest of the movie, I'm like, cool, <laughs> when's this sister going to stop? <laughs> back in? 
<laughs> she just happened to be driving. Uh, like, dude, but that—that's how it's presented in the movie, Schnars. Mom. Like, <laughs> well, there is a Mom, I, stop. This movie does not have internal consistent logic with like what's no. a dream, what's a like whatever. Yeah. I just don't. I would say that I don't they buy set it, up Schnars. The fact, they would set up. They 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 set up the fact that there's a ton of surrealistic <laughs> shit going on pretty early, and so like that's where I, I mean I think you are forced to like reckon with is stuff happening in reality or not all the time. Right. I mean, you mentioned the dream sequence where we see him getting sort of mauled the, yeah. the shepherd, um, you know, and I think sort of to Caitlin's point, I would also say that those are some of the more interesting, like I was more willing, Eric, you derisively called this fart house earlier. Like <laughs> it a hundred percent. This is, we watched, uh, what was it? St. Maud last time, you know, we were joking about how a 24 that movie was. This is like, Almost like like a twenty four stuff is a little tighter. Do you know than what this. though? Like this a twenty four stuff to me is always sharper with like the thriller stuff and like there to me there's always almost always a level of entertainment with an a twenty four thing mm-hmm. that I think calling it a twenty four is like sometimes reductionist a little like or I guess it depends on what you mean by it but like this yeah. to me is what I feel like people derisively call a twenty four movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, this is just like way more like quote unquote classic art house. Like fart, this is art housey. You would have had to go to an art house movie theater to see this. Yeah. In like a, you know, like when you days. see this movie, they're burning incense, but it just smells like your own farts. <laughs> yeah. It's part of the. It's like 4D. Do you think like if Titus had actually been in this, like <laughs> like if if the main character had had like a uh, like fun gay best friend like walking <laughs> along with her, like this would have been a lot better, right? Like we a all Joe. agree. There can only be one ram in the flock. Yeah. Oh, I did like yeah. that line. I did like that line. I do. I mean, listen, like there are sequences and shots that I really liked in this movie. I just don't feel like it comes together very well. No. No. I mean, there were some things that I found really interesting that I, I wouldn't have minded exploring, but it, the, the movie just didn't really make time for it or make any avenues for it. Um, I think one thing that it did pretty well to give it some credit was that sort of like the disposability of women when they get older. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we won't stuff. spoil exactly what happened, but I mean, sort of like losing your voice. I mean, literally none of them have the ability to tell stories that's sort of taken away from them by the shepherds. So that's one sort of like heavy handed metaphor, like you have no voice. Um, but you know, then the disposability of older women specifically and the sort of indoctrination sexually of younger women probably way too early um we don't get any sort of read on their ages but girls get their periods pretty young so him and he might question mark be Sayla's father like it's just very close that's what leslie and i were trying to figure out and like we both kind of assumed he was which made it even more disturbing so fucking gross eric just assumed that there was like a twin sister it was like a twin sister situation and like it's like have you ever seen freaky friday it's kind of it's like that no what's the what's on with Lindsay lohan yeah, that's uh, freaking parent trap. No, parent trap. Parent trap. Thank you. You're right. It's like a parent like, trap situation. Her sister was living in a normal life somewhere. But like with Casey, I think Lindsay Lohan was also on Freaky Friday, though, right? With um, oh, she was. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like it's, it's like movie. it's like parent trap, but but if Casey Jones ran like a sex cult, that's kind of what it's like. Is there, this is how old I am. I always think of Haley Mills as the parent trap. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Joe, that wasn't even our generation. That was like the seventies or something, wasn't it? No, I think yeah. it was before that actually. But yeah. like that was definitely the one I grew up on watching. Well, because they they that was the kind of crap they played on Disney at like nine a.m. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I loved it. <laughs> you probably like the uh, black and white uh, Mickey Mouse Club or whatever too. Oh yeah, the old school one. Yeah. Annette, we talked about Annette 
is it, I always say it wrong. It's Funicello or yes. Punicello, whatever. Funicello. Uh, we talked about her last week. Like, yeah, she was she was a okay in my book. <laughs> Got it. Joe said the more racist the Mickey Mouse cartoon. The, more enjoy <laughs> the only weird old stuff I liked on Disney were the weird. Um, old nature documentaries that I then grew up and found out they were probably like abusing animals while I made them. Oh my God. <laughs> the living desert. I watched like constantly. You probably saw this one. Like, yeah, it was like one of those old, it was like um, mid morning filler on Disney in like the late eighties, yeah. early nineties. Those were great. Yeah. I was a big fan of those. Cool. Uh, this movie though, the no. other, the other yeah, lamb, it, there's, there's animals in this. I did it like was a real, um, I was going to say it was a real, like sort of, uh, Euro, modern model un situation like i feel like the actors and the actor so he's like from the netherlands he's dutch I see, really. but then like um the women were like irish the you know the main woman's british i think like they're kind of all over i don't know mm. yeah definitely yeah, yeah, thanks for bringing that up, John. Well, Pol- the, the director's Polish show. I thought you'd point. be very excited. He's trying to say uh, the guy yeah. was diverse. Are we just like grasping at like any sort of details now? I am. The I uh, am. the movie came out in 2019. Um, Joe, your ancestors this... came from Poland generations ago. Doesn't that mean yeah. something to you? Yeah, man, I'll check my 23 and me and see. He maybe pretty, I usually get excited 23. about the old, uh, you know, <laughs> holes. Um, so I sent out a thing in the email, and this is one that I lost track of when watching the movie and happened to look up. And there was a scene, I think it was shortly after they left the first encampment and they'd stopped for the night for dinner. All the ladies, the flock are sitting around the fire eating stew, and you see the dogs that are walking, that the shepherd keeps with him, are eating something bloody and gross off to the side. Was, And then they cut to them, and they're eating the stew. Was that, were they eating one of the lambs? Mm. Do you I think know what so. else they would have been eating? Yeah, like, because I, they were talking some of, well, they were talking some about with the stuff with the kids and that was before they'd shown us what happened with the kids and whatnot. And after a while they didn't really highlight. It's like, God, how far down are these people in this? Are you asking if they ate the baby? Yes. A baby or something. Got it. Okay. Just checking. I think I just assumed it was a lamb because I didn't see Hmm. anybody hunting. Yeah. I assumed it was like, Oh, they're sacrificing this literal lamb, you know, for the good of the flock. And then, you know, we'll probably see some sacrificing of the metaphorical lambs Hmm. later on. And then, we do see like a very explicit symbol of him sacrificing a lamb in a very fart housey shot. So lamb chop. I just assumed sounds... it was all related in that regard. Lamb chop sounds real good right now. Question, Joe: Is that white meat or dark meat? Lamb. I think that's dark, right? I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Yeah, Gamey, I think so. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, like, it's how bad like are things if you like a holiday do sauce? Lamb yeah, but isn't chops, pork right? like... isn't pork technically white meat? Yeah, pork the is the other white meat. Yeah. Right, John. Yeah. I saw the commercial. I'm gonna right. go, I'm gonna Google. Anyway, I think we're maybe done. That's like a with this zoologically accurate or whatever. <laughs> well, I'm gonna well like before we wrap, right I do want to say that as as heavy handed as it was and as pandering as I thought it kind of felt, I did like without spoiling anything the end where she finally does have a voice and she's telling a story and she uses the phrase. Um, like a wild woman made of moonlight and teeth. And I was mm. like, oh, that's a visceral image that I actually <laughs> I did, did like that, yeah. Yeah. So to yeah. give it some credit, you well, know, it, it in did the, give me a... in the like flash forward kill scene, like there's some there's some biting happening. There's some like rending of flesh with teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, every other line in my notes is like, I wish someone just fucking killed this guy. So mm. yeah. 
And that dream sequence was was doing it for me. He's real creepy. Do, do we want to drop a spoiler and talk about like how this whole thing wrapped up at the very end? We kind of did. Sure, didn't we? I guess. I well, I'm talking like <laughs> so. Once we get there, the reveal of the lack of a reveal of what happened and what Salad did. How do you guys feel about that? The what fact that mean? we we see the start of it and we see her slap him, and then we cut to well, the next right. day with the modern civilization showing. It's up. disjointed. Here's what I read it now, having seen the whole thing. I think that quote unquote dream sequence is exactly what happened. For some reason, they yeah. cut out the between the slap and then what happened. And then at the very end, we see him like flayed and like hanging from a tree. So like, that's what I think well, I'm supposed to Ram believe happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, I just think it's really, I, I've seen that kind of device. It's like in a gangster movie when they're like, here's what we're going to do. And even though we're in the planning stage, we're like actually seeing it play out. Right. They're almost, yeah. it's almost trying to, it's like a, you're trying to chop up the narrative a little it's bit. It's like a flash forward. But then of. it's like, it just wasn't clear to me that it was real. So then when it was, I'm like, oh, fuck. So like, so I don't even get the satisfaction of like feeling, I want the satisfaction, here's what it is, of them murdering this dude. And when you're seeing it happen, you're not 100% positive that it's real. Then when the movie's letting you know it's real, you're like, fuck, dude, I don't even get the like, I just want to see them stab him. Well, but that's, I think that's intentional. Like that's the choice to deny you that, sort of gratification that I will that, not be denied. Well, sure, but like they she's oh she's not making a movie that's about <laughs> about him or like punishing him. It's about the women I don't know, growing above or like rising above. You know, like I, to I me like, that was the decision. Was it's not about him and his punishment. It's about them. So. It would have been a little bit more believable. I mean, there was an an inciting event we'll say that that really sort of turned the tides of anger. But I feel like so many of the women in the flock were such believers that right. That's what, yes. I guess, you know, I yeah. would have liked to see more rage kind of like overcome them to get to that point because it, there was still seemed to be a lot of fear and reverence for the shepherd. Yes. Um, right. Are how, that's what we're not shown. That's what we're not shown. Yeah. Like we are shown yeah. some dissension, obviously they're exhausted. Right. The thing with the the pregnant woman, like we we're showing that stuff, but you're exactly right. We don't see we don't see the rage boil over. We don't see the moment where they're where they all fight to overcome their fear, and it's partially because of the disjointed way this was intentionally edited at the end. Well, well they, I wondered if even some of those you know daughters understood what happened to the wives, mm. you know, because I mean, I, I, my understanding was that they understood and. That's why they they acted and he ended up the way he did. But I, I just I don't know. I feel like gratification wise, I understand what you're saying, Eric. I wanted to have seen that and have it feel a little bit more earned. Well, and I think Eric, you made the point right at the top, which I I hadn't thought about it this way, but like I totally agree with this, which is that like they don't feel like they went through a journey, and so for for Sela, it's one thing, but for all the rest of them, and Kaylin, you were sort of just hitting on this, like it's like seeing that rage or something like you get like tiny little glimpses. Like he's doing like little things to like start to piss them off, but you never, they never have an arc. They're just like completely subservient it's from zero to right up until the very yeah. last second. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that is definitely a, you know, a miss in my mind. All right. Yeah. Cause part of it, you want to see his creation come apart too, right? Not just like the retribution, but you want to see this whole little si- society that he built come apart and turn against them too well they I mean, remade it right like you know that's what though the, it's just like the point. she's the, she's just making a decision to keep this in our house movie at the end and that's what our house movies mm-hmm. do like they're not always going to like 
placate the uh we're just the unwashed masses of the audience, John. We don't know what we you, want. Well, you're definitely unwashed, I can tell. But <laughs> otherwise, I showered the, um, this morning, and this I actually washed my hoodie, John. So this this is even clean. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> um, no, but I did like that last shot, and like you know, Casey to that point, like I liked the cops being like, "This is messed up, man." This <laughs> is yeah, no, fucked. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's like they they did. They it's not they weren't like trying to return to society. Like they were remaking the group that they were in, but on, on their own terms. I mean, or on terms that didn't involve the shepherd, I guess. And John, their hair was down afterwards. It wasn't in braids. Mm. Heavy symbol. Let's it's, like, it's like a reverse. <laughs> she's how all, I wear you know it every day. It's a reverse. <laughs> it's a reverse. She's all that. That's what that is, Caitlin. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. I think you, that's the main takeaway. <laughs> would you recommend this movie, Caitlin? Uh, even though I didn't love it, I, you know, I throw it on. John. See if we're wrong. I'm going to say yeah as well. Joe. No, no. Casey. I'd say yeah. I'm going to say no. I, I, I dig this director style a lot. I'd love to see like whatever yeah. the next project is, but this thing, especially in 2021, uh, listen, it's not this movie's fault that I've seen a million movies this dark in the last year. Um, but we have, but like, I do think we've seen other movies using a lot of these same things that are done a lot better. So I don't know. Unless you're I almost, like, it wasn't dark enough. Like I, <laughs> it definitely, there's scenes where I'm like, I don't care for this, but like, I didn't feel like I needed a shower after I finished this or anything, which is usually like John's fair, right? Like, I, I know usually... I was like, wait, there's people alive at the end. Like nobody's wearing a skin suit or like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. He yeah, had the Rams horns on his head. I mean, it was, it's not for me. That's fair. Whatever. We didn't even get a panning shot of it, though. It was just sort of like yeah, through the woods. Was I was like, oh, split. let me see. I want to see it. Listen, yeah. art house movies are about withholding, Caitlin. And that's just not my oh, love my language. Goodness. You know? It's not Here my love are. language. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. It is time. Let's take a quick break and do some fan mail. I'm a giver. Same, dude. <laughs> He jumped. I was like, it's okay, honey. You'll be all right. So you're just on the edge the whole time. Being able to scream in the theater, it's fun. The best scary movie since The Sixth Sense. You'll have a spooky good time. You're the scariest movie I've ever seen. The Ring, rated PG-13. Now playing. I'm Ray Wise from Twin Peaks, and you are listening to Bloody Good Horror. Send feedback to info at bloodygoodhorror.com or on Twitter using hashtag AskPGH. Join Patreon to get back episodes and much more. Patreon.com slash bloody good horror. And we're back. You want to talk more about your love language, Joe? I was just, when in that the uh, the the ring promo where the kids just talking about like 
feels good to scream in a theater. Like, do you picture him like not like screaming at the movie, just like turning to the person sitting next to him and just be like, "What the fuck? <laughs> We're at the fucking movie!" Like, does he go to the movies just to like get out like a lot of like tension? Right. Oh, that's a good question. Mm. I don't know, we'll never know going forward. Um, <laughs> it is, of course, as mentioned, Women in Horror Month. Uh, we have a new shirt design in the store with a really cool pink logo. Uh, or like, I don't know what color that is. Pink, pinkish. I, th- I think it's pink. pink. I don't know. Yeah. Why you're, you're overthinking it. Um, all of the proceeds this month go to Rain, which is the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. Um, it is a very cool charity doing a ton of really important work, especially now. So check it out. Uh, go to shirtstopbloodygoodhorror.com and, and you can see it. I've been seeing like so many people have been posting in Slack. Theirs have been showing up on like the baseball tee and the, somebody today, I saw a guy on my Twitter, he had like a gray t-shirt with it on. It looked really cool. We mentioned the pillows last week, which are like amazing. So um, shirtstopbloodygoodhorror.com. Check that out. Also, you can email us info at bloodygoodhorror.com. We got a message from Andy. Uh, Sophie has a review of The Other Lamb. We also have a very first post from Alyssa. Joe, you know Alyssa. Yeah, yeah, she posted it today. We we put it up there. She's been running the BGH Book Club. She has a list of nine horror books written by women authors, including some young adult options. Stay tuned for more bookish content from her. That's from Andy. Look at the burps, Joe. Sorry, dude. Uh, <laughs> next up, Randy, our boy Randy. He's a long time, long time. Final question. Uh, he was uh, entering the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards or whatever, made up award hmm. thing they do. Um, the final question on their survey is, what is your favorite kill of the year? Um, thoughts, last year, all time, whatever. Up to you if you want to put a time frame. Um, last year, my vote went to Color Out of Space and the Mother Son 7-Eleven microwave food product. Oof. <laughs> that was some nuclear level edible shit going on right there. Some Randy. Um, I have an answer for this. It's when Jason rips out Horshack's heart at the beginning of Friday 13th part six. Yeah, like one, one fell swoop pulls his heart out and then he falls into the grave that Jason just came out of. Mm, that is a good, mine yeah. is uh, Jason also, but Jason X, I love that scene where he puts the two like VR, uh, women in the in sleeping, sleeping bag yes. and just yeah. like bashes them against the tree. Like that always makes me laugh. Yeah, mine was actually Randy, the same as Randy's. It was going to be the uh, for twenty twenty. My favorite kill was the mother son combo from Color Out of Space for sure. I was thinking about uh, I don't even know if it's a kill, but in Possessor where she's wearing that dude's face and dreams. John, (laughs) (laughs) yo, like I'm never gonna forget that. Like I don't care, you know what happens in this fucked up world, Joe. I uh, I had said on the pre-show that my favorite kill was Rush, Rush Limbaugh, but I don't know. <laughs> <what's> <laughs> hey yeah. Cancer for the win. Nailed That's it. Pretty- <laughs> cancer for Got the win. <laughs> oh, sorry. Cancer? Uh, I hardly know her. It's okay. We can stop that one. <laughs> Okay, so are going to get us more bad iTunes. I think that's one. the best that's answer a- possible, so I might as well not even try anymore. Joe, yeah. that's it for email. Uh, all right, we got some tweets. We are on Twitter at BG Horror. Uh, every week we post up. You can send in a question with the hashtag AskBGH, and uh, here we are. We'll we'll answer those questions. Uh, first up from uh, my my one and only fan Renee. Uh, if you have to join a movie cult, which one would it be? I think I'd go with the one from The Endless. 
I like the idea of never aging. I have I I have too much of a problem with authority to ever be a part of a cult. Like the second oh. somebody started trying to tell me to do some shit, I would be like, "Fuck off!" I am <laughs> I, don't know. I could get into the right cult like <laughs> pretty easily. Like the right like I don't know, the the midsummer cult. Like I'm not 100 percent clear on like what the the dynamic there is like specifically for males. Right. But like, if I could just be one of those guys that just harvests crops and like, right. plants I mean, things, of all like, the cults we've viewed, I mean, like, like midsummer seems to be the most egalitarian. Yeah. And undirty. Like, I don't want to be in a dirty <laughs> cult. That's like struggling for food like that. <laughs> in that's fact, what doesn't that call, doesn't the, that call have like a matriarch? Uh, they seem to be doing all right. Like there was feast. <laughs> like, every, shots. They, she, she they had a nice lottery. Sleep That's what I'm saying, Caitlin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, we're thinking cults like removed from society cults, but I'm pretty sure that, you know, the uh, sort of like Paymon worshipers and hereditary are also a cult. So you yeah, could yeah. be I fully mean, integrated into sure. society too. Joe, yeah. you could just sell some they like sweet powers. Joe, you could just yeah. join yeah, one of those bullshit. Uh, you could sell some candles or some horse shit on Facebook. That's essentially yeah. a cult. Like, I mean, but my prerequisites are eating, being clean, and like no weird like incest stuff. Like I just don't. <laughs> like, yeah, I like just want regular then, sex stuff. Joe, how do you yeah. feel about well, one? Joe, how do you feel about maybe on one or two fingers in the mouth? I mean, I'm fine with fingers in the mouth. Like, I don't like gagging. I don't enjoy right. that sensation. Yeah. But like, no, I'm put your I'm cool with fingers please, in the mouth. Please don't put your fingers in my mouth. But or, I mean, if she said that she was into it, or my fingers okay, in your mouth, okay like, no, that's, uh, that's that's psycho. Uh, I'm very intrigued by this, Joe. Yeah. yeah. See, I know I would mention a cool cult that I'd be a part of, but I know as well as anybody, I'd end up with the uh, two incompetent old people from uh, House of the Devil. Hmm. They can't hmm. do their ceremony right. Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot how that ended. Uh, Joe, is your cuckoo know. clock going off? Yeah. Got it. Yeah, it's just it does it every week. Uh-huh. Every week. Eight o'clock. I don't hear it every week. Oh, uh, yeah. I think, you know, this this episode has can a we lot listen? of lulls. All right, next up from, and this might be first time, uh, question, Ashley Osteri. Uh, how accurate do you think the film was given what we knew about certain religious cults? I mean, think John, like you talked about, like it felt real. Like this seemed like, I think uh, the stuff, yeah, it was, the, it the was stuff, a plausible presentation. Yeah. The stuff that um, feels realistic to me is less about the tangible stuff than it is about the way indoctrination works in groups like this. Like, I feel like that's was the most interesting stuff to me. Yeah. Well, in the I way was, that isolation works. I mean, yes, we have yeah. a, a cult expert in Slack, Natalie. Um, and I think one thing that I've learned from her is that the way that cults are effective is that they do separate you from friends and family and this like fallen wife. I think her name's Sarah in the movie. She's unable to reenter society because she has nowhere to go back to. And that's, I think that's effectively, you know, you're effectively managing your cult members by cutting them off from the outside world. The yeah. thing I felt was unrealistic about this movie, and we didn't, we touched on it a little bit. They travel a lot, mm. and at no point do they see any other humans or even like uh, a the, sense of humanity. There's like a rundown house they run into at one point. John, mm. the twin sister drives right by. Yeah, true. No. <laughs> Except for the twin sister that drives by in the car. That was super <laughs> realistic. But, um, <laughs> No, like, like they get to that huge lake, and I'm like, if there was a lake like this, like people would be out there, like there'd be like, like yeah, kayaks or something, like 
So, I, I mean, who knows in the middle of, of wherever they were. Hey, Joe. I think linen. I think I'd want like a cult with linen. Like I just <laughs> linen. I think that's what really draws me into the, the idea that like, you linen. want actively are like down with being a follower in a cult is I have so many questions, but I don't know. Oh, he's got, he has like clear, you know, yeah. things, like, uh, but that sounds, appe- that sounds appealing looking. to him. Just having all of that stuff taken care of at the, at the, the sacrifice of his agency. Like he's cool with that. Well, yeah. to not have to make decisions does sound kind of nice. Yeah. No, like, it doesn't. like at my age, if I could just get up and it's like, I know my job is to just go harvest the crops <laughs> and then I go back to bed. Like that would be super. So the thing I just really quick on this movie and then also on Midsummer, I was thinking about this. Um, the downside of these cults, they're in places that get fucking cold. Yeah. Well, that's, Dude, this movie that's the other thing. I'm like, I don't want cold and cults. Like, I want to be in a cult that's like in like the Cayman Islands, yeah, maybe. Let's be very comfortable most of the time. Linen, would be John. A- I want yeah, linen. linen. Hey, Joe, before, <laughs> let me know between Twitter and uh, Instagram because I have cameo uh-huh. up and I want to talk about uh, it. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, next up from Alex Jones. Uh, what's your take on chili dogs? Me won't touch them. Would you touch one? Maybe kiss one. I mean, I've I've had many a chili dog yeah. in my day. I can't. Yeah. I can't eat them in my current life, but I I I have. I'm down. You know. I don't like yeah. chili. I would, I would touch one. I'd put it in my mouth. I chew it up, uh, and then I'd swallow it. It's it, a little. It's, uh, yeah. it's a little uh, extreme on the sodium for me. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> no it's part of the benefit. Yeah, part of the, chili is gross though. I, you oh, know what? You know what? I would rather have I honestly is sa- is really good sauerkraut. That's what I'd rather have. Honestly. Sauerkraut's oh, yeah. good. I'm in yeah. for that too. Do you remember Os- Oscar Meyer used to make chili dogs that you could buy in the store, but it was like a tube of chili that went down the yeah. center of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like the cheese dogs they had too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think make- it was Laura or Cassie, one of the two of them were talking about cheese dogs on Slack a while back, and I'd mentioned those chili dogs there too, because no matter how long you nuked them, they were still cold in the middle. They were still cold in the middle, and this is disgusting, but like, if you ate them, and let the chili just sit in your mouth, it would like pop almost like pop rocks. Like there was oh something yeah. going on. Like, yeah. It was fucking weird. I do recall this conversation on Slack now that you mention it. Yeah. I would oh like like a giant hot dog combo from Costco. I don't even eat meat, but it does sound really appealing right now. Oh, well, that's, that's probably your problem with chili. Fusilla uh, Toro. <laughs> I just rewatched the original My Bloody Valentine. Is there a more Canadian slasher movie? You know, I don't like them. It's not very good, but it is cam- yeah. it is campy. Like there, it definitely has that quality to it. Yeah, I mean, it is Canadian, it. from what I remember. But Super I've only seen it once, and I'll, it was a while back. I don't know, like that yoga hosers or a tusk, right? Like, are those we talking about? Really I mean, I, I mean, to me, so like aggressively, not that like I'm, they're like attempting to be Canadian. Not that I'm trying to antagonize yeah. Joe here, but I think it's Ginger Snaps. If we're joking, Ginger Snaps and like a Cube is also Canadian. Oh, yeah. really? I'm pretty sure on the Psycho Gorman episode, Joe talked about the Canadian acting troops on there. So I think he has, by nature, he has to go for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I still I, I stand by that father uh, Aylin1477 uh, which of all the BGH hosts would receive the final rose from this season's bachelor I don't yeah Joe's in the bachelor Joe, no say, I don't watch the bachelor you know who either. watches the know. bachelor do you guys remember Mark, Mark. Sorry, I didn't. I sorry, I screwed up. No, that's there. fine. I don't know. <laughs> Do I remember Mark? Is that who you were yes, going to? Yes, he watches. He watches The Bachelor. Yeah, 
Yeah. I remember him, and that does not shock me at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't watch them. Sorry. No. Oh, cool. uh, next up from our buddy, Attorney at Space. So that's Adam. If you could have only one cryptid exist, what would it be? Mm. Duh. Bigfoot. Mm, I don't know. I, Loch Ness Monster. Do you know why? Any kind of special about that when I was a kid, I was like so into it. And just like, dude, but look, there's like a shadow in the picture. It's like, mm-hmm. a, it's there. But Eric, we had the Lake Erie Monster Did right we? there in Schenectady, New York. Oh, I'm not familiar. I'm going to have to look this up. Yeah, yeah. It's a thing. Um, although-, although, you know what? If if the Loch Ness Monster turned out to be real, like somebody would either kill it or like capture it to like experiment on like E.T. style. And that would be r- real sad. I'm yeah. not sure. I'm, yeah. you know. It'd be yeah. like Super 8. Maybe it's better yeah. if the Loch Ness Monster Kids just would have to stays rescue it, it and stuff. Yeah. Maybe Mothman. Uh, Got Mothman on that yeah. one. Yeah. We, I had a moment, Joe, and you'll, you might remember this with uh, the Montauk monster. You remember when that Oh, was? yeah. Absolutely. I, I remember 100%. being at work and being like, whoa, dude, what is that thing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know the Jersey Devil a great deal. Mm. And then, uh, yeah. Is that a, I wasn't sure if that was like a cryptid. The Chupacabra is definitely a cryptid. Is, or is the Jersey Devil just like. I think like it's a cryptid. Or something? No, 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 it's, it's a cryptid. It's is listed. It? One, because I had to look up what the hell a cryptid is when right. Adam sent this in, and it is listed as, as one of them. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, next up from WSBB Productions. Uh, John Carpenter has mentioned the next two Halloween movies going to streaming. Does it feel like they were? Uh, does it feel like that is where they belong at this point? Anyway, well, it depends on when they come out. But I don't. Two movies? Like that's news to me that there's two more. Yeah. No, there's. I knew they were working on two more. It's I think like they an old old man that. Michael trilogy, huh? That's pretty wild. <laughs> Well, because I think they, they're like shooting them, but I think, you know, they're not leaving anything to chance. Here's what I hope, the, honestly. Yeah. Like, I don't know the answer. I don't know if I have an answer to the streaming question, but like they kind of did the impossible with that last one, which is like they went back, whatever, 40 years later, whatever, and they made a fairly serious movie that kind of kicked ass. Don't try to do that again. Like, let's just get batshit crazy. Like, let's act like we're making Friday 13th part six. You're not gonna be able to do it classy again. Let's just go not classy. That's what I kind of want to say. Well, why well, not be, care- be careful too? what you're what you're calling for there? They're gonna invite Rob Zombie back. No, you know what I mean though, right? Like, let's have some fun with like the, you. He burned alive at the end of the last movie. You already asked me to believe that didn't happen. So you know, no, they come on. They definitely solved that. There's not. There was a. There's an easy answer there. I'm sure, but. Uh, I'm super into this. Like movies going directly to streaming. Yeah, of, like, me too. absolutely. Like I want to go yeah. back to the theater. I'm ready to go back to a theater when I get a vaccine, and like I will pay to see movies in the theater. Same. But like, fuck it. There's a lot more movies I'm gonna watch because I can watch them. At Dude, home. that little. Like, so I, I'm living in this new place now, and that little one room, like old movie house kind of theater. It's like I could walk from here. Um, they're open again, but I'm just like I'm not. But the, you can take your mask off when you're eating, so it's like you're not wearing a mask. Like I don't understand. Mm. I don't get it. Would you go oh. back if you had a vaccine? Both doses, maybe I guess. Yeah, I would be too scared to still spread it to other. Well, people. that's like, kind people of working thing. at the theater. That's kind of the thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm with John. I'll they go took back. Their lives in their hands when they signed up for that job. No, I'm that's true. Really <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I mean, I'm still gonna wear a mask. Like, you know, but... I was just, I, I wanted to see your face as I was saying it. Just you know. So. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I was, I don't, I don't that's okay. We have it on record. It's Joe, fine. is that is that it for Twitter? No, no, we got a few more oh, here. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, our buddy Toxic Death. Uh, apparently, I used the wrong hashtag when I, I posted the last one. I presume Joe is drunk getting the hashtag wrong. Uh, 
is this a stackable offense or actually worth a promotion? I don't know what that means. What? I what's, think me getting the hashtag wrong. I assume sackable, meaning like you would be fired. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Joe whatever. wishes that Eric would fire him. Yeah, no I mean, such luck. Cut, cut my pay from zero down to zero. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you pay to be on the show, I guess. Yeah, uh, I here's a little Listen. here's a little no secret. Joe's the Twitter's are because he's the only one that. Joe, you get paid. You get paid for this by having yeah. an audience that wants to pay you to do cameos. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> in uh, adulation. Right, we got two more uh, Twitter here, and then we can go to to Instagram. Uh, drop your linen, uh, Jen here, longtime listener, first time questioner. Uh, if the only thing between you and a two-hour orgasm was a 14-hour film about the history of diarrheal treatments, would you go for it? Asking for a friend. The friend is you. I think I the most coffee. important part of this quite doesn't a two-hour orgasm sound exhausting? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. It's painful. Yeah. I, right. I would watch that documentary. I have Crohn's disease, so I'm interested. Uh, the, yeah, <laughs> I, what if we brought I, it down to a manageable? What if we're talking like a five-minute? Like, even that sounds like a long fucking time. I feel like it would hurt you. I don't know. I assume it's more like tantric situation where you're not like. I'll be honest, I'm fascinated by the human body. So let's queue up this 14 hour documentary. I want to learn all about that. (laughs) Yeah, man. I don't know, but at like an hour 10, I'm definitely going to need a Gatorade break. (laughs) (laughs) You need to replenish your fluids. Exactly. Yeah, I feel you, dude. Um, You know, uh, yeah, sure. Yes. All right. I was going to go yes, too. Uh, next up from John's favorite, uh, C.O.W. Flanagan. Yo, what's your favorite baby animal to go to town on? What? Veal, lamb chops, hey oh, yo schnars. I know you be pounding that caviar. I assume he means to eat, right? Is like, it a baby? Yeah. The caviar is not really a <laughs> baby. I feel like I mean, that's interesting. Wow. Well, that's going to take us into the abortion debate. C.O.W. Flanagan <laughs> with a real mind bender here. Yeah. Uh, I would not I mean, eat veal. I, I I have eaten veal. It is very good. It is not at this point in my life something I would eat. I would not eat veal either. I would devour it because it is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yeah. Well played. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I, there's none of those... There's no baby animal that I'm like, ah, gotta get me some of that. But uh, veal you know, is delicious. John. No, I mean, like, if it's at a restaurant and that's like on the menu, I'm not like, at this point. I'm pretty. I'm pretty much only eating. Sure. I'm pretty much only eating like white meat and fish at this point. So I don't think there's any. Well, ba- like there's no Suzanne, baby versions of that. But yeah, Eric, Suzanne if it was in the air fryer, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. What? What won't Suzanne? Eat? Su- Suzanne won't eat pigs. You know, just uh, like a moral th- decision she's made. Really? Um, she won't eat veal. Because like I guess it's a baby deer. Like I, it's like unclear, but her lines are a little no, fuzzy. No, dude, veal is a baby cow, of. bro. Like it's a it's baby like cow. They, oh, well, either way, baby boxes. What's the, like... uh, what's the baby deer? There's a baby deer thing too. Really? Venison, I guess, is a deer. Jesus. In any Cruella Deville. God damn, she knows. I mean, baby deer. I don't know. Deer's pretty. Venison's pretty good. No, it's not. I don't know. It's garbage food. I will. I will literally eat any animal. I don't care if it's like looking me in the eyes right before they shoot it in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's us versus them. Okay. Uh, all right. Cool. Last up on Twitter, Ro Bale, best movie or TV full frontal dong. <laughs> oh, dong. Good question. You know, uh, what was that? Forgetting Sarah Marshall. It's pretty funny in that movie. <laughs> yeah, <that's a> good <laughs> one. Uh, what's that movie? Bronson with, um, uh, I haven't seen if that. CC oh, was yeah. here, she would agree with me. Um, what's his no, name? I, John, uh, John Tom. Hardy, Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah. 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 
Uh, that's also a good one. Um, I've seen that one. You're right. You're right. That was impressive. Yeah, that one where Vigo Mortensen is battling some dude in the locker room. Uh, Easter, yeah, Eastern Promises. Yeah, I can only think classic. of funny ones. Like suddenly, I'm thinking of The Hangover when Ken Jeong like jumps out of the back of the truck and he's butt naked. I like my dong serious, Eric. That's just me. yeah. That's an interesting. Uh, I like a good. Flight it's hard dog. for me to take the scene seriously when it's just like in the breeze. Like I don't, I don't know. It's not a very serious look to me. Mm. I mean, what about I Marky Mark's uh, stand in and boogie nights. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. I think that's a prosthetic. I think that's what the deal with that is. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. I always go back to uh, rare exports. You guys remember? When we <laughs> yeah, that, that, San, <laughs> Santa like, Peen. Okay, that's a pretty good answer. Uh, stop. Yeah, a well, lot of Santa dick. Uh, that's it for Twitter, <laughs> Eric. All right, Joe. We put out a bunch of call, like a call during the the month of love here to see if anybody wanted to have you prepare their lovers. <laughs> I'm curious. Like, did this happen? So I'm looking at. I can see the previous five without signing up or whatever. Some of them are labeled hashtag roast, which I'm kind of fascinated by. But are there any in this recent batch here where you're like talking to someone's lover? Uh, the last one that's on there. We we put out the call and one person answered. Uh, where it's, <laughs> it says roast. Oh, the oh J the one hashtag gift. Okay, should, yes, I, should I play this? Is that okay? Yeah, I think so. Okay, as long as because well, full disclosure, people can set them to private, so I'm not positive what you're about to well, play. Well, but I'm on the public page, so presumably yeah. this is not private. I mean, listen, they're paying you to do this. I think they, mm -hmm. I think they know what they're getting into. You brought this on yourselves. Is <laughs> oh, litigation hey, pending. I see you there. Hey, it's uh, it's Joe from Bloody Good Horror. I was just watching The Notebook, Jenny. Um, you know, <laughs> just something I do to to keep myself in my sensual prime. Um, as you as you want to do around this time of year with Valentine's Day sensual coming closer prime. and sensual titillations bubbling up in everyone just you want to be on your moistest and i feel like you watch movies to reinvigorate your inner juices oh and it God. gets just everything's flowing and that's really what you want this time of year jenny but but that's not what we're here to well it sort of is what we're here to talk about your loving husband cody um wanted to you know send in a request cody. to you know just kind of Toot all of your horns <laughs> as you will <laughs> if you have more than one. I don't know. Look, I don't know what, you know, you're open to, what what sort of love making you and, and Cody do. I feel like someone named Cody is like, you know, things get animalistic in the, the bedroom. But but again, we, that's not, not what we're here to talk about. He just, it is, it is kind of what we're talking about. I don't about. know why, but I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like Cody is a person like a name of a person who shaves their whole body. Cody, yeah. Can you yeah, let well, us know? Yeah, I think I get into that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. About the right, because he wanted to wish you a, a very happy Valentine's Day. He he pointed out these these facts. You you drink like a fish. You enjoy <laughs> the beer. You've been listening to to Bloody Good Horror since <laughs> since the beginning. Which honestly, I think that's awesome. You know, it's up for debate what my first episode was, but honestly. And Jenny, you don't have to like send me an email to confirm this or anything. Although if you did want to put it, maybe maybe if you give a review <laughs> for this, um, as long as it's a five five star, maybe mention that the episodes that before I joined and even the ones I'm not on now are just shit for for lack of a better word, um, trash. I think others would. Anyway, we're not here to toot my horn. I'm here to toot your horns, Jenny. Um, or, you know, toot them for your <laughs> husband, Cote. Uh, but anyway, just 
he, he wants you to know, and I want you to know, Jenny, you're appreciated. You're a teacher, which at this day and age, and, you know, especially oh, right saint. now with everything going on, like you're obviously like the frontline work. Are you, I don't know if you're considered a frontline worker. <laughs> I would guess, right? Like you're, you're up there. I mean, you're not physically saving lives, right? Like you're not like in the hot. Oh, we're just going to keep going because I'm really enjoying this. So. <laughs> well, nurses and doctors and you know all that are are probably they're a little bit above teachers right now i mean i think you'd you'd agree with that but i mean <laughs> teaching i've got a nine-year-old uh and a two-year-old the nine joe real quick question is this the yeah. notebook playing behind you because there's a movie and playing the tv behind you yeah yeah i put on the notebook wow. in the background you're so thorough i like it hmm? in fourth grade i just we had the parent teacher conference the other night god bless her teacher she just she seems tired. I don't blame her. I would be. We're tired. Everybody's tired. You're you're a saint. And to be doing it in high school, like I can't imagine. At least nine year olds, you can threaten, right? Like you can, I, you know, so you better pay attention. High school kids, like wow. God knows, they're on Molly. They're doing premarital sex. Just, God knows what's going on with them. So the fact that you're dealing with those kids, like bless you, um, and your own kid. You've got a three year old, so you're dealing with the high school kids. You're dealing with the three-year-old. God, I mean, Cody, I'm sure is helping out, but when do we get to like set in the mood here, Joe? Right now, you're just bringing me down. You know, does, um, does this um, come back or? Yeah, <laughs> probably not. Okay. It, from personal experience, like I'm a goddamn idiot. Like I try and help, but I haven't changed my clothes in like three days. But you know, I will tomorrow. <laughs> so uh, recording this tomorrow will be Valentine's Day. So. You'll probably be watching this on Valentine's Day. So know that I have changed my clothes. I've showered. I've shaved. <laughs> I've done all the things that I need to do in order to prepare for hopefully a night of lovemaking. If not, if it doesn't happen, you know, hey, it's okay, right? No pressure to, to my beautiful wife. And hopefully Cody isn't pressuring you. But, you know, if you do decide to sort of take that plunge and intertwine and sexual delights, like... Make sure you get yours first, right? Like you, Cody. You know, I assume you know you you both enjoy the beer. Maybe you've had some wine. Like Cody's gonna, you know, things might not be functioning at a hundred percent, but just Joe. make sure you get yours, Jenny. Okay, that's that's really what the point of this Valentine's Day is. Because if it isn't for that, like, what else are we doing here, right? Like, what's it all? What's it all mean anymore? Um. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. I'm sure I've made this whole thing uncomfortable, but you know, if if nothing else, I hope you've gotten a good chuckle out of it. Maybe you and Cody are like into like weird stuff, and like this is your foreplay. Maybe instead of like an erotic movie, um, you know, whether it's your your Fifty Shades or if you guys go harder into the. Uh, you know, we've talked about pirates on the show, which is one of the the earlier porns that I owned on, uh, on DVD. <laughs> you know, you get everything on the internet these days, so just no. stream it from your phone, whatever, Why? whatever you guys need to do to to get your your <laughs> business titillating. This is too far. This whole thing is too far, isn't it? Right? Like, I, I feel like it started off as kind of a goofy, like, "Oh, Joe, we'll talk about." I sex. can't stop listening. It's, like, it's gone into like uncomfortable territory. So it's best we just cut it off. Oh, okay. So whatever you guys are doing, I hope you have a, a wonderful meal. I hope the three-year-old goes to bed on time and sleeps through the night and whatever you need to get some alone time. Just know, Jenny, that <laughs> your beautiful husband, I mean, I assume he's beautiful, like Cody. There's not a lot of ugly Cody's out there, is there? Mm. 
I can't think of any. So I'm sure he's a, a an Adonis um, and, you know, does everything he needs to do. So he just wants you to know, obviously, that you're appreciated. And happy Valentine's Day. Thank you from Bloody Good Horror for, for being a listener for all these years. Thank you for inviting me into your boudoir um, to be a part. I mean, at this point, I've never gotten to an end of one of these. So I'm just kind of yeah. fascinated to hear. Like, the, I'm, I'm a little shocked to hear some sincerity, Joe, but I like it. I always, you know, wrap up with a thank you. Mm. This <laughs> special evening uh, for which you two are about to embark on. And um, yeah, happy Valentine's Day. And I hope you have a great time. Thanks. Wow. <laughs> I have so many questions. Pro work. Yeah. That's pro yeah. work right there. Thanks, man. I give I give each one of these my all. I'm my head is They're swimming right now. now. <laughs> like I can't. <laughs> um. Okay. I. What do I even say to that? That's a lot. I don't. Was that the only Valentine's one you got? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Nobody else wanted to take them. <laughs> well, I love it, dude. Thanks I don't to, know. That's the best ad you can thank have. Thank you, though, Cody. Right? You are the man. Um, cameo.com slash bloody good horror. I want to play one of these ones that say roast Joe. Is this you literally roasting someone? Uh, I <laughs> probably, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you put, you went out of your way to put hashtag roast on this. So no, I don't hashtag them. They, uh, I think whoever puts in the request, uh, like, uh, well, let's, let's see what's going like here. Specific and then, category. Let's see what's doing here. And then we'll, we'll move on to Instagram. Takes a second to play. Oh, hi, Patrick. You start every single one of these by going like this. Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. <laughs> oh, so this is Patrick. He um, watches The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City every week and has started sending in cameos asking me to give my thoughts on that week's episode. Oh, so I'm not going to play this one. Then. Yeah, know. so I don't think it's actually a roast. I don't, I don't know if that's like a, a right hashtag for it. but I'm really curious about your face in this one. And you also have this like sweater on so let's try this one and then we'll move on mm. i'm just i love this. this is my new favorite segment yeah trick very excited to have you back very excited to discuss this the, is this uh, him again is he doing this every say, week i think i'm supposed to start joe from bloody good horror here with yeah, each one probably. of these but I, also i can't if you're playing music mm-hmm. i can't play it because then i gotta worry about youtube oh yeah i don't know what's playing in the background there all right maybe we're done yeah, it's for the best. Love we it. Cameo.com slash bloody good horror. Thanks, Joe. Uh, yeah, Instagram. We're on Instagram, uh, bloody good horror. Uh, every Tuesday we post up. You can send in questions. Uh, first, uh, as always, our friend who refuses to use the uh, submission form. If you let a cult, what would be your weird self-appointed nickname? Uh, Shepard, for example, as seen in this week's film. Hmm. I don't know, man. Grand Pooba. That's way too much. That's way too much. <laughs> that's not a bad one. At night. I think I'd be very uncomfortable with any kind of honorific. Yeah. yeah. Just call me John, maybe. Mm. It's your cult, dude. Live it up. Yeah, I know. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not comfortable with the whole premise here. John wants to be called Comrade because he's in the oh, right yeah. kind of cult. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. That's not bad. Uh, all right. We got a bunch more here. Uh, first up, isn't the winter apocalypse ravaging America enough for you to stop letting John pick depressing movies? Here's the problem is that we let it go to the last minute 
And then anybody that comes in with a suggestion, I'm so relieved to just have that off my plate that I'm like, boom, let's do it. And I like rarely, although I guess I did look at a trailer for this. So that, I, that was a hundred percent not the yeah I could story see here. John's, so uh, head exploding. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there was there was a lot of back and forth on this one, Eric. And uh, I, I had another suggestion. And yeah, was, do you uh, really want to get into why we didn't do that suggestion, John? So, do you? I you know I do. Fine, um, it's fine. <laughs> I know you do, yeah, Joe. I would like to. Uh, I would like yeah. to get into this. So. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I'll I'll send an email about it. Uh, what's <laughs> Do who's your favorite badass chick in a horror or sci-fi movie? Oh, Mila Jovovich, Adrian Barbeau, and anything. Yeah, Adrian Barbeau's pretty good too. Uh, I mean, I went Ripley and Alien. No, yeah, Ripley. Mm-hmm, yeah, I gotta go. I mean, the the girl in your next is a, a, a fan favorite. I went uh, Elvira. Like I think she's just oh, yeah. the best. Yeah. She's a boss for sure. She's great. And uh, John, you're not on Twitter, but like if you follow her, she's amazing. Like yeah. the the stuff she posts there, just top notch. Um, best line in a horror movie. My favorite is always from <laughs> wait, what is it? My favorite is always some MF trying to ice uh skate uphill blade. Wow. That's blade. <laughs> that huh? is good. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, I like your reply, Joe. I would have had to come up a lot. Or, uh, I would have to think about this for a while. I think we're going to need a bigger ship from Jod. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, Loomis lines in Halloween four and five that are probably uh, my favorite. I mean, anything from Bruce Campbell in Army of Darkness is pretty. Yeah. Chef's kiss. Eric, uh, I thought yours would be. I'm I'm sick of your thoughts from Lighthouse. <laughs> That's pretty good. You know what I love that we used to have on a uh, uh, bumper years ago is that dude in Slither, like the mayor, and he's got a rant where he just loses his mind because they don't have Mr. Pibb. Oh. And like, it's really good. Like, and he just goes off. It's a lot of fun. Um, all right. Next up, and this, I don't know how good of a question this is to just talk about on a podcast. Favorite piece of art hanging in your place? Well, I'm not living in my own house right now, so I don't have an answer. Who is, John? Yeah, so we have, we have two. I posted pictures of both of them. One, our friends got us, um, and it's like this old high school photo. Like this, this person takes old high school photos and then puts chimpanzees' heads on <laughs> the uh, – I'll, I'll send you guys a picture. It's amazing. Um, and the other one I have hanging right above me. My wife's old boss, when we lived in Jersey, gave her this because she didn't know what to do with it. But it's like this small painting of a bottle of wine, two like half drank glasses, like some flowers on like a table and a woman's thong for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) It's a painting and I don't like fully understand why, but that's it's that thing. Leslie has tried to throw out at least five times and I always save it from the trash. I uh, I found a an antique Ouija board from the '60s at a thrift shop, and it's got like an ancient Egypt theme. And I mounted that in my bedroom, and it's my my prized find. And I looked on eBay to see if I could you know add to the collection. It was going for four hundred fifty dollars. So I feel like a what was that show where they went to storage units? I feel like one of those uh, guys. Storage wars. Oh yeah. Yeah, wars. I got uh, it. That's, I wouldn't uh, let uh, CC see it. It's probably super haunted, but I don't care. She might Super. steal it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right up her alley. Uh, um, all right. Where are we? 
Uh, I hate when Tuesdays come and I don't really have any questions. Feels like a waste. You could ask them on Wednesday, can't you? Or That's true. I mean, you, you could think of it Wednesday and just write it down and wait till next Tuesday. Uh, tips on cooking rabbit. Don't. No tips. Just reminds me Never that lady. Ever done it right. Reminds me of that lady in uh, uh, Roger and Me, who she keeps oh. keeping rabbits in her backyard, and the sign says "Pets are meat." Huh. You ever seen Roger remember. and Me, John? It's a. It's a I have, but not in. That's isn't that the Michael Moore movie? It's his first big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say I saw that. It's real good. In high school, probably. Yeah, I think we had to watch that in high school. Doesn't they it, eat him alive and us? I find it weirdly um, comforting, John, to watch yeah. documentaries about old social problems because I can watch it and be like, oh, you guys don't even fucking know. Wait until 2020, <laughs> dude. Oh, uh, why GM moved Mark- the plant away? Like, uh, just just wait, my guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, in honor of Mardi Gras, favorite horror movie set in Nora. I don't know. Oh, um, the Houses October Built has a sequence in New Orleans. It's pretty cool. And I think it takes place at Mardi Gras. Oh, or I'm no, it doesn't take place October. The, the Beyond. <laughs> oh, what are, oh, I went with a oh, good. interview with a vampire. Oh, I yes. Like yeah, sexy that's, things. that's pretty good, too. Yeah, good uh, Yeah. Because uh, that's not even, last, not only is that like, New Orleans, but it's like period piece, which is awesome. Old, old time in New yeah. Orleans. Candyman 2 was in New Orleans as well, right? Farewell to the Flesh. Mm-hmm. Was uh, was Last Exorcism in New Orleans, or was that just like rando? I think it was. Louisiana. I think that was like Louisiana, was like the woods. Yeah, Louisiana. Louis- 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 uh, Back to wood. Here we go. Right. Mm. Wood, shove it in, John. Wood box. Uh, what's a great snowed-in drink? <laughs> whatever you got. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that was fine, that was, my my reply was like, "Whatever's in front of you." <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my bourbon god. Bourbon from the cask of a large <laughs> rescue Saint Bernard. Uh, what's a good intro horror movie for a kid, uh, middle schooler? Oh, middle Something school, wicked. they can watch anything. I was yeah. gonna say, I was in the deep end by then. Yeah, um, yeah. but I think like Gremlins, Monster Squad, like that sort of thing. I mean, that Vampires versus the Bronx, like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's know, a great for one. something yeah. modern. Um, I don't know, like that scary stories of Dull and Dark would be sort of more like movie number two yeah. or three. Those Goosebumps movies were really good. I enjoyed those a lot. Yeah. I, didn't, I haven't seen those. Those are good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Should I do some day drinking? Yes. I mean, I think that's no reason not to. Uh, and then probably goes goes hand in hand. Last one. I'm freezing my ass off. Any tips? No, because also same. Because my have you layers. considered day drinking? Yeah, day drinking. <laughs> I think day drinking. Also decent. making a fire, which yeah. I was recommending earlier. Big fan. Carry a blanket around with you, and that's what I've been doing. Bourbon. Get one of those snuggies. Kids like those. Yeah. Oh, heating pad. I'm all about the heating pad these days. It's not a bad call. I kind. I think I need to do that. A lot of options. I mean, I, yeah, I guess it gets too hot for me. Is the problem with the heating pad? I, I want it to like burn me. I want it even hotter. <laughs> <laughs> Take the cover off. Let's go. <laughs> uh, like, uh, my flesh could be, you know, a little distended or. Just, <laughs> that'd be, be fine, John. <laughs> that's uh, that's all we got on Instagram. We're done here. <laughs> All right. I agree. <laughs> Info at bloodygoodhorror.com, cameo, patreon.com slash bloodygoodhorror if you want to get a live stream and back episodes in Slack. And don't forget all proceeds from our store, not just the new shirt going to rain this month, shirts.bloodygoodhorror.com. They're looking real cool. Um, I think we got probably one more week here of uh, Women in Horror Month. And then uh, 
March, whatever March is. Nick Cage. And Nick. fucking man in horror month starts. <laughs> 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 fucking dicks. <laughs> Swing dicks. There it is. Uh, all right, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Hope you enjoyed the show, and <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Bye. 30 days of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye.